You're listening to Real Women Courageous Wisdom, hosted by Women for One truth teller, my friend and author, Kara Bradley. Real Women Courageous Wisdom is a podcast series featuring Women for One truth tellers, everyday women and kindred spirits passionate about sharing their journeys and inspiring others. Hey everyone, Kara Bradley here again for another episode of Real Women Courageous Wisdom. And I'm here today with another real woman, Susan Marie. I'm psyched to talk to her. I know we're going to have a ton in common. Susan is uh, a poet through writing and through spoken word. She's an author and a broadcast journalist, and I think she's got her tendrils in a whole lot of other stuff that she's going to be able to share with us. So, Susan Marie, thank you for being here with us today. You're welcome. Thank you, Kara, for this moment right now. Oh, I, I feel so fortunate that I get to connect with women from all over the world and you know, it's so amazing how we don't know each other. We've never met yet through just my reading your stuff online and a little bit of back and forth through email. It's like we're sisters already. Yeah, and that's what I love about, you know, the universe and, and especially utilizing technology for the greater good, which I'm an IT tech also, so it's very important to me. Things that we're doing right now where we can, you know, show people that, hey, maybe you, someone out there who may not be using their voice or they want to use their voice or they may be scared to use their voice or they never did use their voice. You know, these things are important. These are ways to utilize technology. We could reach the whole world in like seconds. And I think that's just astounding. Oh, that's, that's so well put. And, you know, for me personally, I'm just going to put this out there, you know, as a 50 year old woman and, you know, you get a little bit self-conscious with social media and I still do, you know, we don't realize the power of how we can connect with others. And I know sometimes I'll just post something that I don't think is very much. And oh my God, it's connecting with people I haven't heard from or that I don't even know. So, you know, for all of you listening and for all of us women, it's like we have stories to share with each other. And it could be a sentence that could touch deep into the center of other souls. No, and you're right. And this is that's an important point you just made. That is why I am so careful not to put negativity out there because there are people quietly watching, quietly listening. They may never reply. They may never respond, but they're seeing this. Think of when you go online and you see everything, right? And you go on TV and you see everything. And most of it is negative. Like very rarely are there positive things being put out there that affects us when you're seeing that, that input, that sensory input. And we see it all throughout our days, our work days of going out into society. And then you come online and you see more of it. So I'm really conscious about just putting positive things out there because I do not want to be a vehicle of negativity. And there's so much of it. Like everyone is so focused on, you know, what's going on in the world, which is important, but I see we're more tipping towards a, a negative outlook more so than a positive. And that's kind of changing. It's changing. So it's important to me because there might be, even if it's one person, like you said, one sentence, something you put out there to say, everybody go outside right now and look at the stars. And if people do that, wow, you did something, you know, I mean, sharing, like you said, sharing your experience, sharing your moments, and that's the important thing with me with writing. 
Like I will do that constantly if I'm out in nature, if I'm out doing something, or I just happen to see, whoa, look at the sunset. You know, and you're sharing something good. And it, somebody might then go, wait a minute, what is she talking about? I need to go do this too. You know, and then focus your mind off of, you know, some of the things that we don't have a lot of control over. Like my whole thing is if you can control it, great. If you can't control it, you, know, you do the best you can. But to worry and worry and worry and, and just harp about it, that makes me sick inside. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it eventually uh, gets into your physical body, you know, your thoughts, and they're powerful. Mm, yeah, they're powerful. You know, we don't realize how much we're barraged with, don't, like we you're are saying. All, yeah. We're all so powerful. It's like not one of us. Like all of us are so powerful, and you just have to realize that you have this power. You have this wonderful, beautiful amazing universal power that is energy mm. and yeah and you know what you're saying is really you're you're speaking my language because I spend so much of my time as a teacher and a writer trying to convey this insatiable curiosity I have and this incredible passion I have for just for all of us to recognize the natural brilliance that we already are. And so, you know, and it's not, this isn't like, like surface stuff. This isn't like feel good stuff. This is like, Hey, we're all energy, man. And this energy is brilliant. Just look around you. And so what I love about what you do is you have such an incredible skill of using metaphor and words to, to create the atmosphere where one can sense in their own being that brilliance. And so thank you for that. And I'm just going to tell you all listening that Susan Marie has this unbelievable piece on Women for One called Eulogy. And I read it and I was spellbound. I mean, I felt my insides trembling just reading her words. And she's going to give us a little bit of it later on. But can you tell us about some of the the process that you go through and how you share this, this understanding of, of our natural brilliance and wildness that happens when we are in nature? Well, one, thank you for saying all of that. I cannot even accept it because, <laughs> because I do accept it. But like, when you look at your own self, you're going like, what is she talking about? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, when you hear someone else say something about what you're doing, cause you're just, being yourself you're just doing what feels natural you know and when you're talking about eulogy and anytime I write like I cannot even tell you where that came from it's when I write it is metaphor it's I, I adore metaphor you can hide so many things in metaphor you can use you metaphor is just it's brilliant I adore it and this one poem it specifically I can't even really tell you where it comes from because that is like from elsewhere when I write it, it hits me like boom, like that. And I have to get it down. So like this, like I'll just start typing or writing or whatever. And I got to get it down. And then I look back at it. The only thing I may change is say like, you know, the way it's formatted on the page, a line or something, but the words, they just like flow like right out of me. And they, I can't even claim them as my own words. Uh, to some people that may sound strange, but it, it comes from, from just elsewhere it's universal so these words that I'm writing often I will look back at it and go like 
who wrote that? I can't believe I wrote this. And I'll even look back and sit there and understand my own writing after I've written it and after I've put it out there. Mm, yeah. So, that's but when you talk about connecting with nature, that's so spiritually universal. I mean, and we have it all around us. It's like, even if you live in a city, you can find that in the park. You can find it in your, in your yard. You know, you can find it in your home with your plants. I mean, just walk out on your porch and look up to the sky. These things are so just, just brilliant and magnificent to me. Uh, and important to me like if you if I'm ever just you're not feeling you know you're feeling tired you're feeling bogged down you feel like you know you need an energy boost and I just get in nature that's what I do and and I'm always inspired I'm inspired by everything but nature is a big one for me and in my writing and you know like you had to point it out like you just pointed it out because sometimes you don't realize that it is the metaphor. It's all like I make like tree limbs, someone's legs or, you know, the jawline of someone could be like a tree limb. And I don't know. It's just I just write. I, I just I, I guess I don't even know what I'm putting out there. Mm, I love it. I love <laughs> it. So so let me ask you, do you have something for um, all of the amazing women listening who may be saying, okay, well, I get what you're saying, but I'm not a writer or a natural writer or don't feel like I'm a writer, but um, but I want to tap into this this essence, this this kind of intelligence, right, that you're speaking of. Is there well, anything that you could could give give, give there, our listeners there is I mean like a lot of people think that like you know things come immediate or we're supposed to be perfect or you're not supposed to make mistakes you're not supposed to screw up that is nonsense we're human right we are supposed to live and experience all ranges of emotions and all kinds of experiences because that's what forms who you are. That's how you learn. Like you may look at something like that was bad or that was a mistake. I don't believe in the word mistake. I believe in the word try. Okay. So you try something, it doesn't work. You learn that lesson. Okay. What did I learn from this? You have to take from your life experiences. And if you keep taking from your life experiences, you grow you grow as a human and the more you grow and you realize that like you didn't screw up, you didn't make these mistakes. We're human. This is why we're here. We're supposed to experience all kinds of things on many, many levels through the people we meet, the jobs that we have, um, whatever you do. So speaking for myself, it's not like some immediate thing that we're supposed to be perfect and we're not supposed to make mistakes. That's, that's a bunch of nonsense. Of course you are. We're human. And some people might feel like you can't be sad or you can't be extra happy. You can't. No. Like I call myself an emotional box of crayons. And I think it's absolutely normal and healthy to feel all of your emotions. I mean, when you look at the universe, we have night and day. There's dark and light. That's us, too, inside of us. We have both sides. Like like Carl Jung said, you know, the shadow and the light. Mm. So a lot of people have this image that you're supposed to be something. And I would say just be yourself and enjoy the journey and enjoy every single moment that you have and try to try to gain something from something that happened, whether it was good or bad. I eventually see everything as positive. Because if you choose to grow from it, then it's positive. But if you choose not to grow, well, it's going to stay negative. So asking everybody out there, and especially women, 
because I see a lot of women that they feel that they're broken or they're not good enough or things like this. A lot of, I'm saying, do not ever call yourself broken. Why would you think you were broken? Like, I don't ever feel that I was broken. I feel that like I was, I've been down. I've had an extremely difficult life that someday I will write about, but to be broken, broken, I, I, I've never been broken. You know, mm. I've been, I've been in a bad place. I've been in a sad place. I've been in a not so good place. I've been in a hard place. We all have. But for me to say I'm broken, I would, I would never like, I would never call myself broken. I've never felt that. Mm. So for everybody out there, no matter what you're going through, I would tell you whatever vehicle you have by you, use that, utilize it. If you can draw, do it, put it out to the world. If you can paint, if you have a great speaking voice, if you belong in an organization that you're doing something better for the world, you know, pour yourself into that. You know, if you have children, if you have um, a family, love them the best that you can or your job, do, do the best that you can, whatever it is, utilize that. It doesn't have to be the arts. It doesn't have to be what we're doing right now. It doesn't have to be on a global scale. Like who was it that said, I think it, it may have been Mother Teresa, but I'm not really sure who said this, that first you have to start in your own backyard. Mm. There's a quote out there about that. And it's so important because I see like a, a lot of people, and I've done this too. First, you know, I my whole community and then like the whole world and I wanted to help everybody. And then I came back to myself and I said, wait a minute, what are you doing for yourself? Mm. Yeah. What are you doing for yourself? So I guess that's what I would say. What are you doing for yourself? Mm, love it. You know, it's not egotistical. It's not narcissistic. It's healthy. Yeah. Oh, amen. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I'm doing something for myself. This must be, you know, we're taught. Society teaches us to that, you know, you shouldn't pay attention to yourself. And it's kind of backwards. Like, I kind of wish, like, back in elementary school, we're taught about self-love. And we're taught about empathy and compassion mm. and kindness. You know, these things are important. Wow. And mental and emotional and spiritual wellness. These would be great courses, wouldn't they? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And you know what? They are coming, which is so they fantastic. It's, they it's are coming. It's coming. It's it's we're we're getting there. So we just gotta I, we gotta keep leaning in. But I want to. I tell people like like um, it's almost like we're uh, we are all a part of history right now. Like when you look back, we're going to be like history books because we are in the middle of like a great change. And this isn't new agey weird stuff that we're talking about. We really are in the middle of massive change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why you see so much madness and so much beauty all tangled up together. You know. Yeah, and it's just like it's just like nature, you know. Yeah. As you were speaking, I kept coming back to the image of this tree that I saw on a walk. Um, I live right alongside Valley Forge National Park, which is this huge park, gorgeous. I mean, I'm in there every single day in some capacity, even if it's just a 15-minute walk at night. I just love. I have to be in nature. It's just it what it's what grounds me, and so I was noticing this big old tree and it was just gnarly and you know kind of reminded me of kind of a withered old woman it had such grace to it it was it was a gnarly looking tree but there was incredible wisdom 
there. And I, and I loved, you know, that, that image kept coming back as you were talking about not being perfect and not being broken. And, you know, coming back to nature always, I think that's why when we spend time in nature, when we notice the change in weather, when we notice the change in seasons and the birth and the death and the, you know, all of that, we recognize that we are the same and that there is no broken. We'd never call a tree broken. We'd right. never we'd never do that, you know? So I love what you're saying and, and you write about it though so beautifully. And um, so can you tell us a little bit about um, some of the work that you're doing in the poetry and how you reach people through spoken word or written word or even your broadcasting? Well, for a long time, um, I I did what you're, exactly what you're doing, and I adore radio. I think audio is a very strong medium to meet people. Uh, it's easy to listen to, and now in the age of technology, people can just download it, or you can just let it play. So it's not like taking away from your time, like you have to sit there and read something. Um, so with the spoken word, uh, you know, it's easy. You can just record it on your phone, you know, off the recorder of your phone, you can record yourself speaking. And if you like it, that's pretty much just the only rule I have. If you like it and you're happy with it and you feel good about it, put it out there. Someone else is going to like it. You know, there's so many people that are scared to share the writing or scared to speak. That's okay. Cause you know, like you said, we're not perfect. And I, I, we're, we so easily will judge ourselves or each other's. But like you said, we won't judge something like a tree. So it's kind of silly that we do this to ourselves. Uh, but radio I did for a very long time, which I adore. I'm still a little bit into it, but I got out of that a little bit. I focus more on my writing, which is really important to me. So like I will just I'll submit stuff like women for one is a perfect example. I submitted on a whim and you liked it and accepted it. And I'm like, wow, that's fantastic. You know, I get all high off of things like that, you know? And so then I recorded it and then I put that out there and someone may like it. They may feel like, whoa, you know, she's where I'm at, you know? And then you might connect with people who are like-minded and this is what we're supposed to be doing in the world. Uh, so for myself, for me, it's a huge release. Like if I didn't write and I didn't speak not everything's meant to be spoken just some of them but if I didn't do that it's a huge release for me too you know it feels good to do that it feels um it feels extremely powerful mm, yeah and it's just you know and it, it's expression and so you know I encourage you all that are listening you know we all have it in us to express ourselves where we're we are expressive beings and and like susan said like nobody has to ever read it or you may just feel called to just say what the hell i'm going to put it out there and you know it, it doesn't matter who likes it who listens to it if it's just your mother or your best friend it doesn't matter exactly. this is allowing for this brilliance, this intelligence to continue to move us, not only move through us, but move us and connect right. us. And, and this is, you know, this is the forest. This is the way the forest communicates, right? We're constant in constant communication and the tree doesn't hold back its brilliance because, uh, it's, it's fearful of offending anybody. <laughs> right. And, oh, that's a huge thing that you just said about offending. When you said about uh, what message would you have for people? Like I said, it took me a long time to really not care what other people think. Mm. That's a big one. Oh, yeah. 
That is a really big one, and that does not come immediate. Like, now, it's not that I don't care what other people think, but I care more about my own voice, and I hope that people like what I put out there. But if people don't like it, it doesn't even affect me. Mm. You don't have to like it. Right. You don't have to like even me or anything that I'm doing. But that used to, at one time, affect me. I used to care so much about that people-pleasing. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm done with that. You get to a point in life where you're like, I matter. I matter to me. I love myself. Mm. Yes. But it's not easy. It's not quick. So a lot of people think, you know, I'm going to go take this course or I'm going to do this in life. And why? I should be like this. No, you shouldn't. It's a lifelong journey. I mean... Whatever happens after we pass from this plane, I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. I will find out when I get there. But being here, the human experience, you know, it, it takes a while to get there. For those that get there quicker, you know, good for you. But, I mean, it, it has taken me, you know, 40-something years mm-hmm. yep. to feel like, okay, fine. You know, my, my, my motto is, you know... Um, you see what you get, and if you if you don't like it, that's okay. That's okay. I, it does not bother me. So that that external that external stuff, it's very it's a difficult thing, but it's an important thing to not let it affect you and and your inner sanctuary, your inner peace. Yeah, I'm in. Boy, I, I'm there with you, and and I've gone through that journey myself, and it is while grueling. It is so worth, yeah, worth the ride. And and again, coming back to the tree, the tree is not thinking about who is looking at me now, and am I saying or doing or being the right kind of tree for others? You know, the tree is standing in its own magnificence, and and reaching towards the sun. So so with That's- that. With that, Susan, I would love for you to to close us out with a few lines of your beautiful eulogy that all of you, um, please go on Women for One and check it out if you look up Susan Marie and um, and check that out. And Susan, before we we leave off with your beautiful words, is there any place that our listeners can connect with you online? Well, I'm online everywhere. Uh, my website is... Uh, info, but literally if you just googled Susan Marie you're gonna find me somewhere so okay um, before we do go I have to mention that Kara she gosh I could talk to you for like an hour <laughs> I could she does a mindfulness through movement um, nonprofit program I think that's fascinating because it's in schools in Philadelphia mm-hmm. and Kara has a book on the verge, wake up, show up. And I just want to say this because this blew my mind when I was reading this. It says to show up in this exact moment and meet our potential to shine in all aspects of our lives. (laughs) That is powerful. That's it. That is it. Yep. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And okay. So let's see. I'll try to, I'll try to close us out. Bring us home, girlfriends. Here we go. (laughs) This is half of the poem. It's, it's much too long. Okay. She is earth, dirt, rocks, and stones, limbs of trees, mighty oaks and maples, the birch and elm. She is the silt of fault lines holding this globe together. 
She's a mighty maelstrom every season without apology. She is you, me. Come, come and relish this moment, even if only once. Dine as a human starved. Sing of the grace bestowed upon you, for you are born to be supreme. You are born with the ability to fly. You are born with the gift to see with six senses, seven. You are powerful in your wildness, in your pure soul self. She is here to tell you to scream and cry until there is no speech to the skies, to the clouds, to the falling rain. Let it wash upon you like a sweet, cool dream. And come, come, my dear soul, do not wait, no hesitation. Moments are fleeting. She is here now with you, yet not eternal. Hurry, hurry, dear, she will share secrets with you, teach you how to see with eyes that have no place in the land of humankind. Each blade of grass, leaves of the trees of her mane, like a thoroughbred racing, wondrous, eyes staring mad. There is no finish line, only now, here, this moment, disrobe beneath this day. Give thanks to the great creator, to Mother Nature, to the spirit that speaks to you in your dreams, to the souls that have guided you to this place, this patch of earth, this precious time. Bow your head in prayer, dear soul, for you are in the presence of divinity. Oh, chills. My palms are tangling talking to you. Oh, so beautiful. Thank you, Susan Marie, for joining us. Thank you all for listening. And I I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did. What a pleasure. Thank you, Kara. Thank you. Be well, everyone. Thank you for listening to Women for One's podcast series, Real Women, Courageous Wisdom. If you like what you just heard, we hope you will subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and leave a review. If you're interested in becoming a Women for One truth teller, visit womenforone.com to learn more. For more information about our host, Kara Bradley, visit her site, karabradley.net. Join us next time for another enlightening conversation with powerful everyday women.